What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome back to Cavs a Podcast. It's been social distancing edition, <laughs> social, extreme social distancing. I th- I feel like you know things are starting to open up in Ohio, and uh, my favorite restaurant is opening Friday. So, ooh, what's your favorite restaurant? Uh, the Winking Lizard in um, Canton, the Canton Winking Lizard. So, uh, word word is is my favorite, which is over right across the street from Walsh University. So, um, yeah, um, friends with a lot of the people that work there. So I'm glad to see they had a little a couple pop up um, events of you could get takeout where they were only serving one thing, but they've been closed for about two months and. Happy to see them. We're we're not ready to go out to eat yet. We're not going to be those people that are the first people at the bar, but we will get some takeout from there. Okay. I'm going to rate rate you a D plus on let's keep this under an hour based on (laughs) how long we're not talking about the Winking Lizard. (laughs) Nate, two minutes ago, I got to keep this under uh, an hour. I know, right? I've I've got a reference architecture diagram due at 830, and I haven't even seen it. Fun. Yeah, not really. <laughs> well, we can talk about reference architecture diagrams if that'll help you. Uh, how, ma- how many how many reference architecture diagrams do you do a year, Tom? 
Uh, I don't know, one or two. Oh, okay. But you supervise a lot of people who do reference architecture. Diagrams. That's that's so, true. Yeah. yeah, I prefer to not do work. I prefer to comment on other people's work. Those it's... who can do and those who can't manage. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how are you, how are you doing? How's how's the fam? Are you holding, hanging in there? The fam is good. Um, I'm holding in there. All my appliances are conspiring to die on me during COVID yeah. for some reason. But, um, you know, we'll see. Thanks to uh, Amazon, I'm going to have a new pump for my uh, washer. And I went ahead and bought a new belt as well. Figured, you know, get it all out, so all the you, maintenance. Are you a man belts. that repairs his own appliances? I am now. Yes, <laughs> I am. Nice. And do you have a cabrio? No, I have. Okay. You thought I did because you recognize the beep codes. <laughs> I have a Whirlpool Duet. Okay, nice. So, but yeah, that was twenty years ago when you like I got the same washer. I recognized the <laughs> it was the, the dryer. Sound. Yeah, the dryer. <laughs> the dryer's doing fine, with yeah. the exception I have starlings trying to nest in the dryer vent. I've pulled out three nests in three weeks. Wow. And birds are trying to start a fire. Do you know how starlings even got into the U.S.? I I didn't know they weren't native. They're not. They're native to Europe. <laughs> and some bohemian hipster around the turn of the century decided that he wanted every bird that appears in Shakespeare to be in America so Americans could enjoy them. So he literally went over to Europe and brought back like hundreds of starlings. What a jerk. And now they do like billions of dollars in damage every year to structures and agriculture and they spread disease and they kill off all kinds of native birds and they harass blue birds and they eat anything, by the way, and they start a lot of fires, house fires. So screw that, dude. Why did they start house fires? Because they chew wiring? No, they they um, will build net like exactly what happened to me. They will build nests in like dryer vents, which can then start fires. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yep. We are. There's no way we're staying under an hour. <laughs> well, at least I tried to do that quickly. But That's yeah, true. It's true. Wow. So, um, <laughs> starlings. Who knew? Starlings. Speaking knew? of speaking of starlings, the NBA stars. <laughs> will maybe be back playing uh this summer um if you were a betting man what are the odds you think that we'll get a season this a new season or will uh, they uh, pick up from the old, from uh, from okay, this last season a resumed nba season obviously abbreviated in many respects uh as a betting man i would i would put 100 bucks on there won't be a season Really? Yeah. I'd, I'd go the other way. I think there's going to end up being too much money on the line for it there to not be a season. So um, I just I just think it'd be hard to do. Yeah. I think they're just going to have to call it and try to start over again in the. Uh, but I don't I don't really know how you do that either. I mean, that kind of bring calls into question a whole lot of integrity of a lot of things. Well, I'm, I, sure there's, I'm sure there's all kinds of contractual issues. There's probably players that have incentives for things. and Oh, yeah, there's a ton of contractual issues. And one of the issues that is basically on the table right now is 
there is definitely going to be some labor strife and some cap stuff that happens because the NBA can is basically got on the table to eliminate the collective bargaining agreement by a force majeure event, you know, like a national emergency or something like that, that is built into the CBA so that they can basically say, hey, the the economics of what's going on right now don't make any sense at all for us to continue this under its current format. So we are going to invalidate it and basically renegotiate a new one. Um, mm. And that means a whole new salary cap, all sorts of things. Um, I, I think one of the uh, Cavs bloggers the other day said, well, if the new collective bargaining agreement has an amnesty clause, who would they, you like the Cavs to use it on? And I don't think there'll be any amnesty clause because my my bet is that no one is going to want to pay someone not to play in, yeah. in this environment. Um, but that's going on, and we'll see what happens with uh, the NBA. But I guess the um, the caveat to that is is probably what you might be alluding to is that if the stars decide they don't want to play, it's very hard for the NBA to have a season because, say, LeBron just says, "Nope, I'm not playing." Um, what do you do in that case? Like. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I I agree with you. The the LeBron and a couple other people will will have a lot of outsized influence on what happens. It, I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, the I other, mean, they have a lot of outsized influence on everything that happens. Like yeah. Anthony Davis should be in Los Angeles. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Well, and it's you know, Chris Paul's the the Players Association president, I believe. Um, LeBron James is the is the vice president. Um, now I got to look that up, but I mean it's very interesting that what may very well happen is that you know you remember one of the big things when they talked about the salary cap was booming was the cap smoothing. Yeah. Or the yeah they wanted to do cap smoothing and basically uh, the union leadership uh, LeBron James Chris Paul. Um, a couple other guys said, hey, no, we don't want to do that. And they also coincidentally happened to have a lot of upcoming free agent contracts that were going to be positively impacted by the, um, you know, lack of cap smoothing. And they decided not to do that. And now that they are both locked into longer term contracts, there's a lot of talk that, hey, uh, with the salary capping dropping so much, we may want to do cap smoothing. And so I I find it a little bit ironic that, you know, they, they possibly don't want to, you know, they're doing what seem, could possibly benefit them at the moment that that decision comes around. So, yeah. So I don't know. Um that that's just me spitballing and stammering as as I am want to do. Do uh, you really do you I mean at this point how much do you think fans would even tune in? Like would it be crazy? Oh, it's like oh my gosh we have sports or would it be I, like I think okay, it would whatever. totally be like that. I would. I mean I I we talked before the thing. I mean I think we're all sick of talking about the Bulls at this point. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I, guess- I have enjoyed the trip down memory lane as far as the, those Cavs teams are concerned. Mm-hmm. So that's been that's been fun for me. Yeah. So the president is still Chris Paul, then Andre Iguodali, Iguodala, um, and then there are many many vice presidents, which I find interesting. Well, it's like any company. There's like yeah. a million presidents. Uh, Andre Iguodala is the first vice president, and Anthony Tolliver is the secretary treasurer. And then you got Bismack Biombo, Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brown, Kyrie, which <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> um, C.J. McCollum and Garrett Temple, which actually is a pretty good group of guys. Um, one insufferable, a couple of insufferable people on there: uh, Andre Iguodala and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Kyrie is totally insufferable. Oh, I I find Andre Iguodala totally insufferable too. Yeah, he is too. He is too. Yeah, I mean, for multiple reasons. But Kyrie's my least favorite, like, all-time Cleveland athlete. Like, I can't think of anyone else that's accomplished <laughs> as much as he has for the city of Cleveland that I dislike more than him. I mean, I don't think it's even close. Man, I'm trying to think of, like, comps. Like, Albert Bell? I mean, there's, like, Jose Mesa, I guess, was actually really good until he kind of... Yeah. You know, the World Series. So he might be, for most people, on that list. What about Albert Bell, who was, you know, by yeah, all I, accounts, I, a I feel like I feel jerk. like Albert... Yeah, but I feel like Albert Bell is sort of like a cult hero among a lot of fans. Like, I don't think yeah. the fans really dislike Albert Bell, even though the media hated him. And, I mean, I, yeah. He was a... Er, and Kyrie... But Kyrie did win a championship. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. And he he had a huge part in winning that championship, too. It wasn't like he was just on the team. Um, But, yeah, I just... You know what, though? In in some ways, it's like Kyrie is... I I really dislike him, but I love to hate him. Like, he is such a ridiculous person that it almost makes me a fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's super entertaining in that he's just this weird eccentric dude who you know has to think he's the smartest guy in the room but he's just kind of a buffoon like remember i don't know if you ever saw i wrote a recap once all about how basically it looked like Kyrie was wearing a clown suit like a a suit made for a, a literal <laughs> clown on the sidelines you know injured during a game and i'm like what an just odd human being so in some ways, I actually enjoy the Kyrie Irving experience, but not when it's on my team. <laughs> I guess yeah. that's the way to answer that. I, I love to root against him for sure. I, I will say I'm not a Jim Brown fan. Uh, oh, okay. I, I find him to be a somewhat unsavory. Unsavory? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the domestic violence is uh, definitely not savory um you know he he did a lot for civil rights and he was very outspoken but he was also kind of a jerk in his personal life so uh not a big fan there so i don't know yeah um, i don't i don't have an opinion on jim brown yeah not a huge fan but i don't know who else who else is there i that's super controversial sean kemp i guess a little bit <laughs> but um to, well i don't know if Ty Cobb played for the Indians, but he was from Ohio. Yeah, that's that's going way back though. Yeah, um, Pete Rose, I guess is. A, yeah, Pete Rose, but he's so beloved by. I mean, he could, Reds fans. Yeah, he. Could, oh yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. He's like the he's like the chosen one. Yeah, down, I don't. I don't here. really feel like there's an Indian. 
maybe Manny Ramirez. Yeah, he's not a he's not a bad one actually. I think most people don't have a favorable impression of Manny, and a lot of that's because I mean Manny killed the Indians for a lot of years as after uh, he left. Member yeah. Of, yeah, after I was Boston. So I even still, though he was a total beast for the Indians, I think he's the kind of guy that a lot of Cleveland fans would be like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not about Manny Ramirez." So, um, which year was it that um, they lost to Boston? JD ninety nine. No, oh, 2007, 2006 or 2007, 2007. 2007. That was so rough. 2007. I still maintain the Indians win a world series that year. Oh yeah. No question. If they plunk Manny Ramirez instead of, um, instead of, uh, pitching to him and they shouldn't have intentionally walked him. They shouldn't have pitched to him. They should have plunked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I, I felt like you know that that, that whole given... season yeah. was ridiculous. Like Cliff Lee was an All Star pitcher the year before, and he won the Cy Young yeah. the year after. But he wasn't even on the postseason roster that year. Yeah, and um, which is just wild. Yeah, and we had the the Midge game, one of the most famous games in yes, tribe history. Yes, the Midge game. That and was and one of the funnest. Yeah, that whole Yankee series was amazing. Yeah, it really was. And that Red Sox. Joba. Yeah, the Red Sox series was probably the lowest I ever felt as an Indians fan. Was that that, that was it? that was tough yeah. to stomach? Like yeah. even even the losing to the Cubs in the World Series, it, at least it was an epic, epic World Series. Like yeah, it it, it was tough, but it didn't leave the same yeah. bitter taste in my mouth that yeah, losing I mean, to the Reds did. You literally felt like both teams left everything out on the field after after the end of the Cubs series. But yeah, the the Boston series was just brutal, and and then it, JD Drew hitting that big home run, just ugh. Yeah, I still have memories of that, and that was thirteen years ago now. So yeah, and JD Drew was batting like eighty on the season <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. He can hit anything. Yeah, I know. I the think... worst part, you know what the worst part about that was? That was sort of like the height of Bill Simmons' popularity. It was like oh seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, he came yeah. out with that came out with that book right around then about basketball and he was just everywhere. And so he was just, you know, at the center of like the sports journalism world and him being a Boston fan was just tough to stomach. All his little comments like you know, of course, every he was so biased, and so every you know pitch he was arguing, you know, oh, that wasn't a ball, that was a strike. I mean, it was just, it was like the ultimate in Bill Simmons homerism, and I, it was just tough to stomach. Yeah, yeah, Bill Simmons now exclusively of um, oh, what is it, Spotify? Mm, wouldn't know. Yeah, spot. Well, I think Spotify bought him. I bought the ringer just for the podcast rights. And I don't know if you heard about Joe Rogan today, a hundred million dollar contract to uh, be an exclusive Spotify podcaster. Oh my gosh. A hundred million dollars. Yeah. I mean like when back when you, when he was daring people to eat grub worms on (laughs) whatever that NBA NBC show was. Yeah. I am not a Joe Rogan fan. I know so many people my age are, but I just, I can't get into him. Not, not a fan myself. Uh, he, he seems he's the guy Fieri of, um, (laughs) 
podcasting. I like that. Uh, we we watch a lot of Guy Fieri in this house too, which is kind of funny. We we, we watch a lot of guys' groceries. You'll get. I'm also I'm also over Elon Musk, by the way. <laughs> well, I know you're over Elon Musk. I, I, I'm really I'm really over Elon Musk. Yeah, he is. You know, to use the t- t- coin of the realm, a bit of a douche. Yeah, well, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just... I am so sick of it. all these people. Like, the national discourse has become so fractured in the last... I mean, it's even worse than ever. And, and everybody has to be the smartest guy in the room. I mean, I people who can't spell are telling me about how flawed... Uh, the data science models for um, <laughs> the state of Ohio were and <laughs> and how they should have been done differently. Uh, it just drives me crazy. It's Everybody thinks they're an expert on everything. And I think it's anybody's ability to be heard by everybody in the world that wants to hear them at any given moment is, is yeah. not necessarily a good thing for nope. for our society. But I digress. So yeah. you think we're not playing basketball? I think we could be. I'm, I'm, I would bet on it. I wouldn't bet a lot. I'd bet twenty bucks on it. I guess. <laughs> well, all right. Um, I mean, I, I haven't been following, so I don't know what yeah. the rumors have been. Well, but... the rumors are they really want to play because there's a lot of people that have a lot of money invested in it, um, and. They want to get something for their money because a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these rich guys are hurting too, and the NBA players are still getting paid because of the CBA. And so know, the owners want to play, is what you're saying? The owners want to play. Yeah, they want a return on their investment. You know, okay. They're they're hemorrhaging money because the NBA players are still getting paid. Now they are at a reduced. I think their salary has been reduced by twenty five percent, and some players that had their money up front. I think LeBron being one of them have to actually give some money back because of the player salary reductions. But yeah, it's. I I think there's just too much money in it, and um, of course, my cynical take is that we screwed around for two months. We can't. We figured out we couldn't do test and track because our government has become incompetent at very basic things and so now we're just all going to be made to go back to work at with extra precautions like social distancing and telework in place so yeah we'll see what happens man you didn't even take the bait there tom no because i'm just <laughs> yeah i'm just I'm, I'm over it i'm too exhausted <laughs> yeah the national conversation is exhausting um so yeah, what else would, did we have on our minds? Um, so the the real only real NBA news has been the Last Dance, the Last Dance, which you watched a few episodes. I watched a few yes. episodes. I haven't caught up. It, it's fun because my wife was a very big Bulls fan in the nineties, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because she grew up in West Virginia. Um, she lived there from like when she was six to like 14 yeah um and the only basketball that you could watch there at that time was the bulls wgn yeah wgn yeah. so scotty pippen was her boy she had a life yeah. size cut out of scotty pippen nice who who feels i feel like scotty comes off well in that documentary 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, he gets, you know, he gets criticized a lot. I'm not sure how far, many episodes you watch. I'm but... too, but you feel free to spoil it. I remember it all at the time too. So, well, I mean, you know, they go in a lot to his decision to sit out the start of the season and how oh, that yeah. affect how that yeah. affected the team. And then when he came back, you know, Rodman didn't like being the third wheel, so he started to loses loses cool. Um, I don't know. It was interesting today reading an article that was talking about like Horace Grant being all pissed off about um, the last dance and just saying it was just, it's not a documentary. He kept calling it a so-called documentary saying this is just, (laughs) it's just Jordan propaganda and that a whole bunch of stuff isn't true. And that there was no need to like make a lot of his teammates like look bad. You know, he thought Scottie Pippen got portrayed unfairly and, yeah, a lot of people are saying that, and a lot of people are saying Jordan comes off as the worst teammate of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which which I am not surprised, and I've seen a lot of discussions on leadership, just like how Jordan's leadership style might have worked at that time, and clearly, I think you'd get run out of town on a rail if you behaved like Jordan did now. Yeah, and, it's hard to know, right? It's yeah. like. You know, you look at I, I I always look back to the LeBron like Miami Heat stuff because, you know, the national narrative was that, well, you know, Dan Gilbert ran a circus and Pat Riley's running, you know, a military outfit. And that's what <laughs> LeBron needed, the structure. And it's like, well, OK, if Dan Gilbert had been a hard ass and been like, no, LeBron, all your boys can't like have jobs on the team and hang out <laughs> on the team plane, then LeBron would have left and you would have criticized, you know, Dan Gilbert for being the idiot that ran LeBron out of town by not catering to him. So it was kind of like it was going to be lose lose. Right. No matter what. And yeah. it was interesting how when LeBron left, Riley seemed a little bitten by the whole thing. Like, no, man, no. I, you know, I thought, you know. We had a winner here. I mean, he didn't obviously he didn't lose it like Gilbert did. He didn't embarrass himself, but he was no, definitely he's done plenty of other things to embarrass himself. Like, yeah, but he was he was pretty bit by the whole thing. And then I just thought it was interesting that um, Phil Jackson had a bunch of comments about all that. And he got killed for it by LeBron, who basically oh, said well, the whole know, posse thing. Yeah. yeah saying uh, that Phil's you know, a- Phil's a jerk, though. He Phil had totally jumped the shark at that point. Well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't think. I don't think the word "posse" to everyone is like coded language. I think sometimes it just well, means like your your group that is like got your back, like your boys. I, I, we've had this podcast before. You I, I know we've talked had about this before. discussion. So no, I know. I'm just saying. But I, it's like, to your point, it's like yes. Today, I think a lot of players um, would not handle. Uh, the amount of, you know, the the way things used to be. Like I said, I I agree. I don't think they would they would deal with. I don't think guys think of like a, a a Kevin Love type guy, right? Yeah. You know, LeBron passive aggressively got on him. Nothing like what Jordan used to yeah. do, and well, that was a source of turmoil for the team. And they decided they needed like Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry to come up with. They needed to do all this stuff to try to like get the toxicity out of there. <laughs> um, I don't think I, I think Kobe did not. 
Kobe was always seen as really an awful teammate. I don't think people thought of Jordan as an awful teammate while he was playing. I think no, they just didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, but I think now you're right. I don't think um, any, I mean, any players would deal with that kind of. I mean, I I think the NBA corollary right now is Chris Paul, who has a reputation of a guy that really gets on his teammates and has worn out his welcome in more than one, you know, the, he kind of, everybody hated him when he left the Clippers. Yeah. Um, you know, he was not missed in Houston when he left, um, you know, the original Hornets team. So I, and I think this year was a little bit of a, not as high a stakes. So I, I don't think the screws were on as much, so maybe Chris Paul relaxed a little bit in Oklahoma City. But, yeah, he, he's he got that reputation. And people I, – I feel like bridges get burnt a lot easier and people burn out on that kind of personality a lot quicker than they used to. Yeah. You don't yeah, see a lot sure. of guys like that in the NBA anymore. I mean, and maybe there never were. Maybe – that's what made Jordan so special. But do you ever watch old shows and the the bosses in there will just flip out and literally start like, screaming and, people, and yeah. like yeah, flip tables and like I mean I've worked for I, some I, really oh, so great I. bosses and I've worked for some not so great bosses, but I've not seen like that level. Oh, of, I have my old have boss. You? Oh, my old boss. Um, he would like, go. He would go ape. Oh my god! So I have so many stories. <laughs> so and and it was bizarre. Like I remember him just throwing. And you remember the old style push button phones? Just oh, yeah. throwing a phone across a room <laughs> into a concrete wall. Um, <laughs> I've got another. So he's he was a lunatic, and very much a person that if you were. a kind of a shrinking violet he knew he could bully and who he couldn't yeah um and that was definitely i i fortunately was not on the list of people he could because i i would have probably just walked out the door and he i think he knew that but there was a lot of people that he would just scream at for stuff that went wrong and like i remember being in this one meeting and we're all on the phone and he's down and it's funny because we had when he bought a house in Florida and he became a Florida resident and he would literally spend like six months of the year just down there. And sometimes it was nine months and we just started calling it the Southern sales office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one time we're all in this meeting and we've got all these people and his brother, uh, who was very much, you know, cowed by him. His younger brother ran this one department at the, at the company. And everybody's in this meeting about how, we've got to do this, this, and this, and we got to tell Gary this, this, and this is, oh, I, I mentioned named. I didn't mean to name names. But we got to <laughs> tell him this, this, and this is going on. So, we all know who Gary is, so yeah. he screwed it up. Man. <laughs> well, if you know my work history, you know who I'm talking about, but honestly, I've only worked for three people in Ohio, so, but anyway, um, we all get in this room, and he just starts laying into everybody on conference call, and I'm trying to be the one that explains what everybody decided and talked about that we need to tell them before this call started and literally i would say this and i'm like right guys and it'd be like crickets in the back. <laughs> like nobody would back me up and uh, i was just out there dangling on my limb uh it was great 
but he did this one. We had this one meeting that we came into, and we had this uh, high-end printer, and he handed out $20 bills to everybody in this meeting. We're sitting around a conference table, and he just goes, I want you to tear that $20 bill in half. Just rip huh. it into pieces. And I'm like, I this wasn't me. This was somebody else. And they're just looking at him like, what do you want me to do? And, like, and he goes, rip it into pieces. Rip it into pieces. And so finally the guy rips it up and he goes, every time you throw away one of these printouts, you're, you're ripping up a $20 bill. <laughs> just yelling at people. And he goes... You're just throwing money in the garbage every time you do this. Why are we? Why are we wasting so much of this product? I mean, it was—it's crazy. There was another time, so he had a Dodge Viper he bought, and we had been screwing up this one thing we manufactured, and not screwing it up all the time. Things happen, whatever. Um, and he had everybody in this apartment come out, and he gave them each a shovel, and he's like, "I want you to just beat the shit out of my car." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this guy was a lunatic <laughs> and he's like and the one guy is just like sitting there and he's holding a shovel and he's like I, I don't know what to do and this guy this poor guy he had been laid off i want to say like four or five times and <laughs> like and they always brought him back but we literally like we made a joke one week that he was in the canary in the coal mine that if he got laid off, we knew the company was struggling because <laughs> he'd been laid off so many times. Then we all felt awful because he got laid off the next week. <laughs> oh, no. But so this guy, this, he'd finally come back and kind of got in a stable position. And he's sitting there with the shovel and he's just like doesn't know what to do. And he's like, I, I'm not going to hit your car. And he's like, well, you might as well every time you throw one of these bleeping things in the trash. It's like. <laughs> Eight hundred dollars every single time. <laughs> oh, oh wow! It's just crazy. It was yeah that. Hit. So yeah, I definitely work for a boss like that, and I never want to work for a boss like that again. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I guess the one thing about Jordan was that he did work as hard as anybody else, and he backed it up. So yeah, I mean, there's a price to pay for you know that kind of that kind of greatness. Don't I know it? I, mean, I don't think Jordan. <laughs> I don't think if Jordan had been a really nice, easygoing guy, he would have uh, yeah. had the success on the court that he did. Yeah, I almost. I often wonder if that's Mark Price's problem, like not problem per se, but he's almost too nice of a guy. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't. I mean, who knows? I mean, he has not been able to latch on with a coaching gig. He, he yeah. coached in Charlotte. He been nba assistant a few places it's like yeah it's he's definitely like, bounced around a bit and you've met him he's yep. an unbelievably nice guy right yeah he's so, he's really really nice guy yeah maybe, maybe that's his problem maybe as garfield once said the business of being nice doesn't put food on the table <laughs> <laughs> to quote the great garfield <laughs> Yeah, and I loved Garfield as a kid. <laughs> so there's a really funny. Um, I watched uh, Zombieland Double Tap, uh, and there's a really funny cut scene at the end, and it's 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 Bill Murray doing a. Fi- it's right when the zombie outbreak happens, and he's doing a, a fictional press junket for Garfield Three. <laughs> uh. <laughs> as the zombie apocalypse starts taking hold, it's actually pretty fun. Nice, but yeah, that's my. That's my Bill Murray story of the week, but yeah, I don't, 
I don't know what to make of that area era that much. Um, I do get super annoyed at these. This guy could have played in this era, or Jordan wouldn't be as good now. Jordan would be just as good now. Jordan would be as good now. Oh, no question. So here's Me. the big like you've heard the thing. Jordan would average fifty points now. I don't think that's true, but what my take is, Jordan would not average 50 points, but he would probably have 30 points and at least 10 assists a game because he would get so, the entire defense would tilt toward him. Well, I think Jordan today would, in some ways, not be the same Jordan because you think about, you know, what Jordan did and the flu game. I mean, just the whole Jordan brand. I mean, he, you know, really revolutionized all that. And so I think his, his mode was to just go balls to the wall all the time and didn't really care about the next season or, you know, I mean, he, he every night was like his legacy, you know, I guess. Yeah. And I think if he played today with the way, um, teams rest players and just if they were they would be concerned about his minutes all the time and if he was sick he wouldn't play and i don't know i just think that you mean hungover yeah right (laughs) i think in you know today's nba he would feel like a different player i don't know i don't know i I mean i certainly think his game would change i think it would have gotten much better at threes yeah he would have his game his game translates no question i mean he could he could kind of do anything and he yeah. could he was a great defender um you know he could score from any place on the court in any kind of situation you know he was like russell westbrook on his best day and that he could just straight up attack you and you just like couldn't deal with it but he was also really crafty he wasn't like a bull in a china shop like he had all kind he had really good footwork yeah. he could spin either direction he did these he had these up and under moves like he had a lot of footwork that well, like big big men had and he and he mastered you know shots that guys today don't everyone everything today has to be like a face-up you know he mastered all kinds of fadeaways off his leg and stuff i mean he could get a shot off in any situation well and the the great thing about him was not necessarily that he'd get an a shot off in any situation but he had i mean he could but that he had such great footwork and such great ability to move to different parts of the court that the minute he got to an open spot, he could shoot it from there and make an easy shot. Like there's so many guys, like one thing I always thought that was different than Kobe than of Kobe and Jordan is Kobe would take and make hard shots. Jordan would work himself work, do the hard work to get himself an easy shot. Yeah, no, that's true. I, um, I, I agree with that. That's a good, that's a good Kobe. assessment. Yeah. Different than Kobe. So, yeah, it was, he was really a master of that and probably the best, the best mid range jump shooter, um, especially towards the end of his career. Uh, you know, something I read the other day, he only sh- finished at like 50% at the rim or around there at the, his last season, but he was like 50% from everywhere else on the field but three which yeah. is insane, you know. Yep. So, I I mean, we're higher. So, yeah, it's been a fun ride watching that. I got to binge watch it with my wife a little bit, but it, it's definitely been a fun ride. We I know that the ESPN top 75 players of all time list came out, or 74 players. I don't know why they focused on that. 
and uh, the top ten was interesting. Um, yeah, let's argue. Let's argue. Yeah. So uh, number one was Jordan. Uh, Fair. Number two. Oh, hold on, hold on. Ah. I accidentally, I accidentally, you heard all uh, Marv Albert in the background. So they had Sh- Shaq at 10, which to me is ridiculous if you have Kobe Bryant at 9. So, because you, you know my take that even after Shaq left, Kobe wasn't the best player on his championship team, that Paul Gasol was actually a better player. But No, I mean, prime Shaq is better than prime Kobe. I think oh, Kobe 100%. scores some bonus points for me in that, he, you know, his career until the Achilles injury, you know, he was pretty effective. Where yeah. Shaq kind of like went off a cliff in you know, his last <laughs> five or six seasons. I mean, he was just a mercenary, and you know, yeah, um, and and yeah, and that cliff, he was hanging on by his fingertips in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, he really was. I mean, he was he was a big body, and he could still score at the rim, but you know, defense rebounding, floor spacing, free throw shooting, everything else was so bad at that point. Um, you know, I, I still like that the Cavs did that. I, I think, you know, they they were trying to come up with a silver bullet answer to Dwight oh, yeah. Howard, and there really weren't that many players in the league that statistically did well and ISO against Howard. That's the other thing. That's a guy who no one is going to remember how good he was, Dwight Howard. Oh, Dwight yeah. Howard for like three seasons was completely unstoppable. Yeah. Um, and then injuries and just being weird, I think kind of, you know, derailed what could have been an amazing hall of fame career. And he might yeah, still get in the hall of oh, fame. I don't know. Will. He still absolutely will. I mean, he's just got... cause it's just cause his numbers are so crazy. Well, not only it's not even the career numbers. It's also how many all NBA teams and all defensive teams he had and defensive player of the year. Like it was longer than three years. It was like a four to five year stretch of being the best center in the NBA. And yeah. then, you know, a couple of years after that of being, you know, still an all-star. So, yep. and the problem is, is he's just played for so long and the last four years or so through two, three years or so are at a, um, you know, role player level. Whereas, and then this last year with the Celtic or with the Lakers, he's been really good. So as yeah, a bench his player, first, his first stint with the Lakers oh, did not go well. was the, disaster of total disaster total disaster yeah but then so yeah and and i don't know where he ranks on the list i gotta i i gotta pull that up but um i so number eight is um tim duncan um all right i feel like that's a fair ranking yeah um larry bird is number seven you could probably switch those if you wanted but larry bird I think Larry Bird meant more for the game. I think Tim Duncan had a better career, but yeah. that's fine. And and actually, I think Larry Bird is one of those players that if he'd have played today, they would have taken so much better care of him. And he yeah. would have, you know, been in the weight room and done a ton of other things that probably yeah. would have made his career. And I think he's another guy that could have probably played in any era. Oh, just absolutely. Because he was such a good yeah. shooter. And he was so and just so just so overall talented I mean, well and he, he, he would do, absolutely he do so many things destroy zones right now like <laughs> as a passer and a shooter 
Yeah, he he understood the game so yeah. well. He saw the floor well. Um, just you know, again, a guy that could make any shot from any spot on the floor. I mean, he was big. He had that high release. Um, with the emphasis on like three pointers today, I, I think Larry Bird would look a lot like Jokic or someone like that. Yeah. I mean, he would just he would just be really unstoppable. Yeah, and then yeah, I think that's a good comp. Um, Wilt Chamberlain is six, which it might be too low, but I actually honestly think Wilt Chamberlain is probably the greatest athlete in NBA history. Well, relative to his peers, that's probably true. What do you mean? I mean, like he was, he'd be the most athletic person in the league today in a league full of freak athletes. Right. That's what I'm saying. And he was that way at a time when, oh, yeah. There were a lot of guys that looked more like they belonged at like a meatpacking plant than yeah. on a basketball court. I mean, he was 7 1 and could run a 10 8 900 yard dash. Yeah. That is, that is insane. He could, he was a total, total freak. They I mean, said he, he could was, literally pull a penny off the top of the backboard. Yeah. I mean, and I don't like he was yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> I it, he was the greatest athlete to ever play and the fact that he was 7-1 is it makes it even more amazing. Like I almost feel like the game was almost too easy for him. It was, yeah. Um and that it wasn't a challenge and that's why he wasn't kind of the player that uh he Bill Russell was. Right. So so 5 is magic. That Okay. Feels fair. Bill Russell's four. Um, I would probably put him ahead of Kareem, but uh, they got Kareem at three, and I'm I'm good with that. Uh, you know, you could probably flip those two, but I don't think there's any arguing. Um, what about you, Tom? You is Kareem rated too high because he just played? I think long? so. I think he is. I mean, I honestly, it's hard for me to argue that. Any of those guys, save Bill Russell, had a better career than Tim Duncan. If I'm just thinking about yeah. raw talent plus numbers plus championships, you know, it's like, I mean, Tim Duncan's got, what, five championships? I believe he was, so, yeah. He has some MVPs, um, Defensive Player of the Year, you know, I mean... It, it, I mean, I, it's hard for me to say like Kareem had a better career than he has the most victories for any player with one team in NBA history. I think he has the most playoff victories. Yeah, ever maybe or maybe Possibly. LeBron. Maybe LeBron. Knows. I, I think don't it's know. LeBron now, but or LeBron will catch him. For sure. Yeah, but um, I mean that's okay. It's a it's a good list. I mean, I I I might shuffle it around a little bit. I think. Uh, I think Kobe is is too high on this list. I I have a hard time thinking like Kobe had a better career than like you know Oscar Robertson. Um, yeah, I'll, I, I'll I think there's I think there's other guys that are more contemporary to Kobe that you could argue had a better career than Kobe. I mean, I think Kobe does have the championships, and you can't you can't discount that. But I mean, like Kevin Garnett had a had a pretty ridiculous career too. So I'm interested where he ranks. Yeah, uh, let me look. Is he in the top twenty? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm pulling it up now. He I is. Mean, he is twenty. Okay, so if you remember, we used to look at like like 15 year wrapum and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. and it was like LeBron, KG, and Duncan. 
Yeah. Were the top three, like by far, Kobe wasn't even anywhere near it. The top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to just to put a little statistical argument on there. So, well, and it's so interesting because you know Bill Simmons did this, you know, fifteen or oh yeah, you know, fourteen he, years ago. He, he's yeah. done this a million times. Yeah. Carl Malone used to be in the top ten. Like everybody yeah, was like, so, Carl Malone's the greatest power forward ever, and yeah, they've got him at seventeen. Uh, but I, I think, think that's I think that's fair though. I mean, I I think Carl Malone was. You almost got to think of like Stockton and Malone. I I don't think yeah. Carl Malone without Stockton is Carl Malone, and likewise, no, I, don't I don't think, think so Stockton either. without Malone is Stockton. So it's I almost disagree. Like, I actually think Carl John Stockton might be the most underrated player of all time. Well, you might be right, but it helps <laughs> yeah. racking up all those assists when you're giving it to a guy yeah. that can get buckets. Yeah. So they had Big O at eleven, which okay. that's that's. That's pretty good. I almost put it a little high, but um, no, you're not. I you do, think Big O? You, you're not a numbers guy, then. You don't like just the pure numbers no, that he I put do up. I like the pure numbers. I just maybe I'm. I think Hakeem's at twelve, and I honestly feel like Hakeem's a little better, but it's probably because I watched Hakeem, so I didn't watch yeah. Oscar Robertson a lot. But I also think Big O should probably be higher than Kobe, like you said. So yeah. So, you take a guess who's 13. Oh, all right. It's you're laughing. So, um, so uh. let's just imagine a little uh, mouth guard sticking out of his mouth. And... Oh, Steph Curry? No. <laughs> no way. They do not have him at 13. Yeah, they do. No, they do not. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? It's so ridiculous. One spot ahead oh, of. Oh, my gosh. You have to be kidding me. One... I mean, maybe when it's all said and done, but. Now already they're saying that? Yeah, and one spot ahead of KD, which is so ridiculous. <laughs> oh wow, KD too. Yeah, I, I think that's um that's some recency bias right there. Yeah, I mean I they got Dr. J at fifteen. Maybe I, they're just projecting like that those guys will keep being good for a while and that when it's all said and done they think that's where they'll no, be. Yeah. I think it's just pure re- recency bias. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got Dr. J at 15, and I would 100% put Dr. J above um, KD and Steph Curry. Yeah, well, he was a lot more important to the game, for sure. Yeah, I mean, literally, the ABA does not get folded into the NBA if Dr. J wasn't Like, every one of the golden era of basketball, Dr. J was, like, their idol. Yeah, like Bird, Magic, Michael, all those guys just wanted to be like Dr. J. Yeah, well, and just like just like the you know the LeBron era, they all wanted to be like Mike. Yeah, I mean the Spurs, Pacers. Um, who are the other teams that came from the ABA? The Sonics. I can't remember, but all the teams from the ABA that are in the NBA right now, they're not there if not for Dr. J. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. They got the logo at sixteen. Um, and that's probably a guy that is, here's the logos problem. Like, well, he never won anything, right? He oh was, yeah, he did. Um, he, he won. Was he like one in nine in championships? Yeah, he won one, but yeah, but then he lose like a million. <laughs> so here's the logos biggest problem. The logos biggest problem is all these other older guys had, there's not a lot of film on them. But the yeah. logo, there's a lot of film on him, and I don't know if it's because he he was in L.A. 
or it was because it was right when you know color TV and that was taken off. But he looks so old and slow. Yeah, yeah, I know. The film, like, and then you watch someone like Pistol Pete, and you're like, "How is that guy? Yeah, like rated oh, yeah. higher than Pistol Pete." So. Yeah, Pistol Pete was crazy. Eighteen is Moses Malone. Nineteen is Dirk Nowitzki, and twenty is KG. I, I almost would. I would put KG above. Dirk and Moses I, I don't I don't know I mean I, I, I it's arguable yeah but I, I think Dirk is very underrated so I'm oh, glad yeah. they had that high that's good yeah I mean Pippen's 21 and I actually feel like he should be higher but no mm, uh, maybe I don't know it's tough to it's tough to decouple Pippen from yeah the Bulls but I mean he was obviously in his own right just a really great player yeah they got Kawhi at 25 I'm a little surprised. Wow. I'm a little surprised I haven't heard D Wade's name yet. So D Wade was 26. Okay. And then so Giannis, I, I, 27. It is very hard for me right now to say Kawhi's had a better career than D Wade. Now, I think he's a better, I think when it's all said and done, we'll probably say that. But I mean, D Wade was a superstar in an yeah. era of superstars. And it was LeBron, and then it was D Wade for about five years, and everyone only wanted to talk about Kobe. Um, but you look at what Wade's numbers <laughs> yeah. were, and just—I mean, he was—he was unreal. Well, and how many championships does he have? Three. Three. Yeah. Although yeah. one was a total gift. <laughs> yeah, against the against the um, Mavs. Yeah. Thunder. Oh, no, the Mavs. Oh, a gift from Tim Donahue. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or yeah, the NBA refs, but well, actually, and that that championship against the against the Thunder was kind of a joke, right? They were, I mean, the Thunder were just happy to be there. That was, oh, one, yeah, that was one of the weakest opponents I think ever. For yeah, and Harden was terrible. Yeah, that series. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was an odd. Yeah, that they shouldn't have been not Harden. Yeah, Harden was terrible. Like. The funny thing is, on paper, you were like, man, the Thunder should have been so much better. But, yeah, they were just... They were just inexperienced. And yeah. Just and so young and really glad to be there, I think. Kevin Durant, mentally weak. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, of course, one and two. So, they got Bill Russell, three. And one and two are LeBron, two, Jordan, one. That's not a bad list. I don't. There's nothing on there that I'm like I can't. Kobe's the one on there that I would say I think is the most spots out of whack. Yeah, and, and then yeah, probably Bob Cousy. That that seems a little out of whack for me. But I mean, I don't know how to rank a guy from that long ago that I haven't. Not Bob Cousy, Jerry Jerry West. Uh, Jerry West. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think Cousy's in the top forty. So, which is interesting because a lot of people say if it weren't for Cousy. Like, they have Chris Paul at 40, which I think is ridiculous. Whoa, 40? Too low or too high? I think... Mm, my problem... Actually, actually, I don't know. I don't know what it is, to be honest. You know my Chris Paul take, right? It's you... The guy gets hurt in the playoffs every year. So, yeah. at a certain point... Or but his he's also... It's also insane, like, in terms of his yeah. assists, his efficiency, and his steals. But to me, the playoffs matter, and he's one of the worst playoff players of all time. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, he always does get hurt. You're right about that. Yeah, I mean, it just happens. I mean, 
what are you going to do? But you know, I would say the other guy on that list that seemed a little underrated to me was Moses Malone because everyone talks about how that guy was totally unstoppable. Yeah, and the only guy to win an MVP on a losing team in the finals. Oh, so. here's a ridiculous one: James Harden at 32. <laughs> See, I don't know how you put Harden at 32 and put Steph Curry at whatever the hell. Who's at like 11 13, or something? 13. Yeah, that that, that, just, that that reeks to me. I don't think there's championships. That much, I don't think there's that much separation between Curry and Harden. Yeah. I'd give Curry the nod overall as a player, but I mean, right now I wouldn't. Right now, Harden's a better player in terms of their career. Curry's had a better career, but yeah. Well, they they tanked this year, so we'll see what they're like in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a fun list, though, for sure. All right. So, anyone on that list that you think would shock me? There uh, they are. No, I mean, they had John Havlicek, um, 33. I, I'm i not remotely qualified to judge 60s and 70s Celtics teams. <laughs> so yeah. Isaiah Thomas, 31, is probably a little low. Um, or not. Yeah, it's probably... 31 yeah, like seems a little, rating Isaiah seems... Tom or Allen Iverson ahead of Isaiah Thomas seems ridiculous. Wow. And where do they have Allen Iverson? 29 Stockton, 28. Like I almost feel like you've got to put Isaiah Thomas ahead of those guys. Cause he was the best player on two championships. I don't think I would put Isaiah Thomas ahead of John Stockton, but I may put him ahead of Allen Iverson. Well, neither did Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I want Robinson twenty four, Barkley twenty three. David Robinson. Yeah. Elgin okay. Baylor twenty two. Um, okay. and I think I went over everybody. Yeah. That's. I mean, that it's a good list. Um, it's Steve Nash. This list. Yeah, he was. Hold on. Where is, where is he? Oh, he was right. He's thirty. One spot. Oh ahead, One spot ahead of Isaiah Thomas, which I think is ridiculous. I think that's. I think Steve Nash is a very overrated player. He's got a fourteen point per game career average. Like he really had three good years, where some of these other guys had like, and I, they give it for a nine year season. He led the league's most efficient offenses between Dallas and Phoenix, but eh. <laughs> Third and yeah, career, yeah, I, I would give it. I would pick Stockton over him a hundred times. Well, Stockton's twenty eight, but yeah, yeah, I, that's that's a tough one for me to yeah. swap. I actually think Stockton's too low at twenty eight, but um, if it, Buddy doesn't have a ring, and that hurts you, so yeah, it does. Yeah, and I, I don't know, but it's a fun list. Um, so we were gonna you and I. So, uh, we did Cavs rank top. 10 calves all time yeah and we were going to revisit that so um i'm going to pull that up right now and i think we did it in conjunction with um some other blogs so it might have been we might we might have to jump around a little bit for that but i think on one of them you could find like the master list (laughs) yeah yeah or bring up the google drive doc Uh, where we did all the rankings Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then, of course, you remember the big controversy of Cavs ranked villains was that we rated uh, Miami LeBron as the number one villain. (laughs) (laughs) And do you remember who freaked out about that? (laughs) I can guess. 
<laughs> I a, can guess. A certain um, reader whose name rhymes with holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whose logic can be poked with holes. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find our top ten. This is This is how prepared we are here, but. Yeah, Cavs rank. Here we go. Uh yeah, Cavs rank villains was a fun series, but I'm I'm having a hard time finding the Cavs rank stuff. So, um, <laughs> that's sad. Uh, well, but, we did it before you know the LeBron 2.0 era, so yeah. there's a whole new bunch of characters that we could include. So let's just do it. I mean, we had Mark Price one, we had LeBron two. I think we did. We have Austin Carr three. I think Brad Doherty four. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. Cavs rank number one. Mark Price. Yeah. Um, number two was LeBron, which was fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three. I think it was Austin Carr. I think it it probably was. Yeah. Um, what else did we have? Yeah. Now I got to pull up that thing. Um. But who would be your number three right now? Is it Kyrie, or is it Mark? No, no way, no way. Who's your number three then, right now? Well, who's my? What I mean, who's my number two? (laughs) I I was assuming that Mark Price and LeBron. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, In whatever order you want to put them in. (laughs) My number three, freaking Delhi. I'm. Going to say no. <laughs> You're call me yes. All right. Uh, number three. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this has been like three minutes of us hemming and hawing. Um, I just don't want to give it to Kyrie, but it's it's definitely should be him. I mean, he's the combination most talented and brought you know a championship to the team. Um, but I won't forget. You know how lazy he was, and how overrated he was in the regular season, and how empty a lot of his game was. But <laughs> all that said, you know you gotta give credit where it's due. Without his singular shot making ability, <laughs> so the Cavs this is, don't win a title. So this is really the best. Look at so Cavs rank number one on March 31st, 2014 by Tom Pastak is is Mark Price. The very next article published um, I'm going to see when it was published and who wrote it. Hold on. I'm pulling it up. By Nate Smith the Cavs should really trade Kyrie Irving parentheses probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should have. Yeah. It was funny. I mean, uh, they might have won more championships. Honestly, they they may have. Dion Waiters had a higher rap them in 2013-2014. Yeah, well, our our Dion Waiters loved in age well either. <laughs> no, it did not, and I'm sure that there that I'm sure that somebody took us to the woodshed over that. I I I kind of want to go back and read that after this is done, but I'm sure somebody Somebody beat me up over it. Um, so who's four? Um, is it Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr.? No, it's not Larry Nance Jr. You mean Larry Nance? Um, sure. <laughs> Sorry, Larry Nance. That's what I mean. I, I, it's probably Brad Doherty. 
Okay. So we had here's LeBron. Oh, here's our list. So um LeBron was number two, Brad Doherty three. Um so who do you have four? Uh, Larry Nance. Okay. Is Kevin Love five? Uh or is it Zydrunus? Yeah, it's Z. Yeah, yeah, it's Z. Okay, six. Uh I'll go Kyrie. I thought you had him at three. No, I had Brad Doherty at oh, three. Oh, okay. So six. <laughs> six, we had Austin Carr. Now we've got Kyrie Irving at six. Kyrie Irving on the old one was eight. Number seven, he's definitely leapfrogged this guy. Um, Terrell Brandon. Yeah. I would probably go, Kev- yeah, Kevin Love. Yeah. Uh, number nine was... Yeah, Kevin Love at seven. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would put Kevin Love higher, but um, Andy was number nine. Ooh, Andy. I, yeah, I that like... was probably too high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. But you know what? The... But that was that. You got to remember the era, right? This was when Andy was the only guy doing anything on the. But cast. here's the other <laughs> thing: the drop off after Andy or after Kyrie is pretty steep. Like number yeah. ten is World Be Free. Who's better, World Be Free or Andy? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I kind of got to put John Hot Rod Williams ahead of both of them. Yeah, well, where'd T. Brandon end up then, or did you just bump him down? Oh one? yeah, I just bumped him down one. So yeah, Terrell Brandon probably goes to number okay. nine okay. ahead of Andy, and then. But I feel like that drop. Yeah, then off, I, I like Hot Rod then. Hot Rod then yeah. um, at ten. I mean, you got to think of some of those old guys like Bingo Smith. And... Yeah, we had him at 17. I actually probably bump him a bit. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Nate Thurman was important to the to the franchise. So. And, and was also a really good player. Yeah. He, he probably beats out. Oh, so number 20 in uh, that year was um, Mo Williams and Nate Thurman. <laughs> oh no, Mo is gone from this list. <laughs> yeah, and and written by uh, Carter Rodriguez, <laughs> which I yeah. find interesting. Um, Bingo Smith was written by Scott Robb um, uh, at seventeen. <laughs> God, I hate that guy. Really, I I don't I don't hate him, but you hate him because he's a star craving liberal. So <laughs> I hate him because he's an asshole. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good friends with a lot of, of liberals. Uh, screw them. Um, Sean Kemp. Where do you put Sean Kemp? So uh, we had not him at, on the list. DNP. <laughs> you forget how good Sean Kemp was. I don't have any fond memories of the Sean Kemp era. <laughs> I would rather give that to, uh, like a you know, Mo Williams or um, Tristan Thompson. I, I really want to read the um, – so Robert Attenweiler, who – congrats, Robert. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's um, awesome. Had a little uh, a little one arrived. Yeah. So, what a good-looking baby, too. My yeah, gosh. Most, well, most babies look like ugly aliens, but Robert's baby looks really good. Have you seen him and his wife? They're not an unattractive couple. <laughs> I mean, I, no comment. Yeah, no, I'm just saying they're attractive people. Those coastals, well, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 
Um, Jim Jones. <laughs> yeah, we gonna get it. Jim Jones was solid. Yeah, yeah. He, he they, we had him at fourteen. That feels about right. So you're just dropping Sean Kemp off the list. <laughs> I think that. Yeah, I think then you got to start thinking about um other main contributors on on the yeah on the championship team. I so, think you got you got to look at. So who were the starters? So Tristan Thompson is probably got to move into definitely got to yeah. move into the top 20 at this point. Yeah. Especially just cause he was pretty <laughs> close in the playoffs for 2015 and 2016. Like I feel like you could just maybe just slide Andy's name out and put Tristan's in. <laughs> I could. I, I think you know. Andy was a better player, but I mean, Tristan's got a ring and Andy was, um, you know, not there for that. Hey, Andy had a big part of that race. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> By being Maybe. so terrible in the finals. So in game seven, uh, Ron Harper might should be higher, but he no. didn't play for the he, Cavs he, he very, didn't long. Play very long. He yeah. had a cup of coffee. But, so who else is from the championship run? It gets into the top 20 now. Um, JR. JR. Yeah. JR, you got to put him. He's definitely in the top twenty. I would take. I'm fine. I'm I, fine putting Jr. in the top twenty. Actually, he he yeah, was a I mean, pretty he, close. He's more important Harper. to the Cavs than Ron Harper. Yeah, for sure, no question. Yeah, I mean, I would drop Ron Harper out. Lenny Wilkins probably more, definitely better than Mo Williams. Um, does Craig Elo probably still stays in the top twenty? I feel like this list has not been kind to Andy. Like Andy no, might not be in the top twenty anymore. Yeah, he was a little bit artificially high just because, like I said, in 2014, he was the only Cavalier doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, so we've got JR. Yeah, JR is a top 20 guy. And I don't know if anybody else from those teams is top 20. I mean, you had um, Channing and uh, Richard Jefferson, but they were really much. They were pretty they were role, role players. players. Yeah. Um, and then you had uh you had Delhi, but Delhi's like a fan Deli, favorite. Yeah. I mean Delhi and, and he didn't do a lot in the playoffs. I mean he had well, that he run 20, in twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. But he hasn't no. really didn't really do anything after that. No, so. and the fact that he didn't even really play at all in the finals. Yeah. It hurts his legacy. But I blame Teron Lou for that because he should have been playing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good. Um, it just lost faith in him. That'd be a good Cavs rank is is coaches and GMs. Oh yeah. And owners. That'd be a good Cavs rank for sure. That would be good. Um, yeah, and Lenny Wilkins might be the only guy on both lists. <laughs> yeah, I think most play most fans would take exception to the Kyrie hate, and they would be like, "You're crazy if Kyrie's not yeah. like top two or three. They, they may be okay with Price, but they would not be okay with pretty much anyone else being up there, just given how talented you know he was. Yeah, and I think you know those shots and that that finals, especially, and just his overall playoffs. You know, it, in a lot of ways, kind of like you know validated how good he was. But I, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't mean he wasn't a very weak player in certain aspects and an incredibly lazy player. And a player that just, in many cases, did did not make his teammates better at all. I mean, he no. shined when it was like, okay, defense is, you know, offense is breaking down. 
who can get a bucket in a half court? Um, <laughs> there were few guys better than Kyrie. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, and that mattered. But, you know, I mean, we we watched preseason games. We watched regular season games, you know, and he was um, I think people forget, like, especially before LeBron came back, just the 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 stark difference between the reputation he had built up from like all-star games and YouTube clips and his kind of brand and the actual, his actual contributions to winning, which were, which were very weak. Yeah. Where's us? But where's Spencer Hawes rank? American (laughs) Patriot. I don't know. I was looking at some of those other guys from like, I have an outsized affection for Kyle Corver because I really enjoyed, you know, the year and a half he was with the Cavs. Yeah. Valid for sure. Oh my god. So 2017 roster. They have Larry Sanders listed. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, didn't he play like one game? Yeah, I think so. Oh, where would you put um Andrew Bynum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or um or Luol Dang. <laughs> Culture changer. Culture changer Luol Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean in in a way it's I think on the outside, so I got a couple guys on the outside looking in. Amon Shumpert a lot, played a lot of moments. I don't know if they were always big moments in the playoff runs, but was there for all of it, I think, or most I of mean, it. I mean, Shump was a serviceable, you know, slightly yeah. below average guy for a couple of years. Um, I, I do feel like we are underrating some of those guys from the early. The 1.0 era? Yeah, like. Like like Delante or Booby, Booby, yeah. But those guys are probably didn't have an impact long enough to be on that list. Yeah, that's part of the problem. I mean, Larry Nance Jr. I feel like good. Yeah, (laughs) Ducktail. Yeah, I feel like Larry Nance Jr. could be on that list outside looking in. Eventually, yeah. yeah, I feel like he's in the. I'd put him in the top thirty at this point. So. That's fun. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean the Cavs, I don't know. The Cavs I, I got some hitters. I don't think he's around long enough for that. No, no. I well, maybe not. Uh, top forty, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, we've definitely. I would put Jr. and Tristan definitely in that top, and Kevin Love obviously in that top twenty. You you got to wait the championship series for sure. Yeah, um, and there's some ninety guys guys that were really good. Um, Tyrone Hill. Tyrone Hill. Yeah, that's a good. Bobby Phils, Chris Mills, Dan Marley. Dan Marley. Um, Bobby Sura. Uh, Wesley Person. Wes Person, Bobby Sura. Yeah. Yeah. There were some fun teams. Uh, the Vertello era, even though yeah. they played a terrible style. They did. They played a terrible style, um, but they were scrappy. And Cedric it, you know, Henderson. I, I, Cedric Henderson. Wow. Yeah. J.J. Hickson? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he kept us from getting Amare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you are. You would never intentionally trigger me that hard. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a fun. It was a fun trip down memory lane. I mean, it, it's certainly fun that the championship era. I feel like to capture the what it means to be a Cavs fan at this point. You got to go top twenty-five, and not you can't just go top twenty anymore to to capture the entirety of the Cavs experience. So 
that is fun. And and we haven't even like really gotten into any of those Miracle of Richfield. Right. I mean, a little bit I'm they did. Trying to think of forgetting anyone important from there. Yeah. Uh, well, there's what was his name? Nate. Dick Snyder. Dick Snyder. I met Dick Snyder. <laughs> I <laughs> I got to meet Dick Snyder. I told you that story, didn't I? Like it Maybe. was literally the day after they had that reunion for the Miracle of Richfield team, and they gave all those guys jackets. And okay. He was, yeah. He was wearing his jacket. And he lives in North Canton, and he was wearing it at the the BJ's Wholesale Club. <laughs> so, oh, nice. You saw him there? Yeah, I did. I went up and said hi. I was like, it, huh. it was really awesome. Let I, it was either the day after or two days after. It was, you know, congratulations. Really enjoyed that. Big fan. So it was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, we don't, ha- we don't have BJ's down here. Yeah, well, my wife and I joined the Costco, so we literally drive twenty five minutes to the Costco or thirty five minutes to the Costco in Hudson. Like okay. once, once a month. So speaking of um, retail um, nightmares, uh, yeah. you, you and I are both going through a little bit of uh, home improvement pains right now. Yeah, we are. We are. My washing machine broke. Previously, my hot, uh, water softener broke. It's been it's been a struggle. The struggle is real. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any crazy salesman stories that. So what is the guy's name in 30 Rock that's like super nice and kind of feminine? Oh, um, Kent or... Yeah, Ken something or whatever is his name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a guy comes to my door and he, he, he kind of looks like that and he kind of sounds like that. But you would imagine then that he would be kind of relaxed. And if I was like, no, you know, I don't... I'm not interested in like you spraying my yard in my house for bugs. Thanks, but no thanks that he'd be like, Oh, all right. You know, this guy was, he was not going to be denied. I mean, he was, you know, one part, like single track mind. Like I'm not even going to look at this guy. If I'm (laughs) starting to smell that, you know, he's not interested. I'm just going to drone on. Um, He got aggressive with me when I tried to cut him off, you know, uh, he started asking me for my contact information. I was just like, no, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was crazy. I was just, when he was done, I thought to myself, you know, I am kind of in a no nonsense mood right now. I, w- I was kind of pissed off to begin with. I was like, I wasn't really friendly with him. Multiple occasions. I tried cutting him off. You know, when he asked me for my contact info, I was like, dude, no, it's not happening. Like I'm not getting my house sprayed for bugs. <laughs> I thought, this guy is going to like do some work on our neighborhood because there is no way I was being less aggressive than the average person. Like the average person <laughs> is going to have a tough time with this guy, you know, just selling bug spray. But here's the thing. Like, I hate this whole model, this whole like, <laughs> like, well, you know, it's like the chiropractor model. It's like, you know, maybe just spray for bugs. I don't need you every three months for the rest of my life just like you know i, I get it a little yeah. more with lawn service because you're trying to grow and nurture nature but you're just killing bugs like i don't you don't have to come back in three months and kill them again if you just kill them now <laughs> if i have a problem now the problem is over right if you, if you got to come back in three months you're not a very good uh, no exterminator. And, and, and i i have issues against killing bugs and spraying pesticides i don't think you need to do it 
I, I'm not I don't have a farm. I'm not growing crops. Like yeah. if I get a couple weeds, it's not the end of the world. If I have some bugs in my yard, well, don't kill the spiders and they'll take care of the bugs, right? <laughs> or the bats will take care yeah, of the bugs. It's, it's not like you got carpenter ants running around. No, and it's not like we got malaria in America. So <laughs> I'm not that concerned with bugs. And and if we do, there's a drug going around that we can deal with. This. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, we got that drug that, yeah, Trump's taking. <laughs> the hydrochloroquine. Right, right. And we got Simo to tell us all about that. But I just, you know, it's like... This guy is coming at me so strong. And finally, when he asked me, you know, I'm saying no, I'm shaking my head. And finally, he's like, so what's your uh, how do I spell your name? And what's your, I'm like, I like, I'm like, dude, I am not getting your service. I'm just not. And he's like, well, why not? Is it the price? And I was like, no, and I don't I don't need to give you a reason. And, you know, maybe it's just I don't want my house sprayed for bugs. Maybe I've got five kids and I don't trust that your bug spray, which, if, you know, if we're being serious, bug spray is uh, Stuff a neuro- designed to kill. It's a neurotoxin. Yeah. No, it's a neurotoxin. And yeah. so if a human breathes it in, you get a headache because you're too big to get killed by it. And if like an, you know, if like an, a mosquito, you know, breathes it in, it's brain ruptures or something crazy like that. Um. But, you know, it's like it doesn't seem beyond the pale to me that some people would be like not that interested in like spraying their house and their yard for bugs. And this guy is all acting like, what, are you like the only lunatic on this street that isn't going to you know, get this service? It's just <laughs> so my story uh, and I don't know if you had a had a had a climax or how did it end? Oh, well, I mean, it it ended with. You know, him whipping out his tablet and trying to show me his better business bureau. And look, I've got like 5,000 ratings. And I noticed the address was Sandy, Utah. So I was like, so I, I was like, well, why does it say Utah? And so I was like trying to get him on the defensive because this guy's coming on so damn strong. So he's all like, well, I'm blah, blah, blah. And I service the, the, you know, it's the parent company. And I was like, oh, okay. So you're like a big corporation. <laughs> so I said, because he's all trying to act like, you know, he's my neighborhood friendly guy. You know, that's how they start. They start by saying, oh, it's like, the neighborhood discount. Yeah. Yeah. They While start I'm doing saying, your neighbor's house. It's exactly. Cheaper. Exactly. It's cheaper if I do it all at once. And I do, I do Bob's and I do Larry's. I'm like, you know, unfortunately I haven't lived here long enough to validate to whether who those, Bob and Larry are. Yeah, yeah. If those names are legit or not, but I mean, I don't, I don't trust that at all. Right. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, attack so, the so did you finally, was, how'd you get him to go away? Yeah, you finally just, just like close your door and slowly well, sink so, back into the house. Right. So like I'm trying to first of all I'm trying to work, right? I'm at work. So he comes <laughs> during the day. He didn't, he didn't come on a weekend. Second of all, I got like a baby screaming in the background. Third of all, I was already pissed off about probably work or something. I was not in a good mood when he came. Um I think I had to go to the bathroom too. I think I was like <laughs> starting to dance a little bit, like I really need to go. And it was just it was shocking to me how this guy was like, I'm just going to ignore you and just keep talking. And, I, you know, I don't care what you say. I'm like, I'm thinking, is this guy going to be here for like a half hour while I listen to him talk until my, you know, expression changes to the point where he's like, ooh, maybe I'll get somewhere now. I said something that resonated, you know, I, I don't know. But I was just, 
I kept going in through my mind. I kept thinking, like, should I just tell this guy off? Should I just start yelling? Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> but you know, that's not really my style. So yeah, and you were probably too nice. I mean, so I have a somewhat similar story, and I'm going to tell this memento style where I tell it backwards. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> because so yesterday or this morning, I, my phone starts ringing. At 7.15, and usually that's right around the time I'm getting up, but, you know, anywhere. Now that I don't have to commute anymore, I could literally get up 10 minutes before work starts and, you know, and just jump on a call, you know, or jump on an 8 o'clock meeting, whatever. So it's 7.15, I'm still in bed, phone rings, and I'm like, ah, what the hell? Who's calling me? So I, I answer. They're like, Mr. Smith, this is so-and-so from something-something mortgage. And I'm like, okay. Um, you went on Lending Tree last night and were oh, wow. looking. And I'm like, ah. So yeah, they got you. The night before, I'd been looking for rates on a home equity yep. line. And I knew the minute I put my phone number and my email in that I would get bombarded. Yep. What I did not realize was that they would start calling me at 7.15. And I'm like, I can't talk now. I literally just woke up. I've got to get up. And I can't talk till like maybe 2 o'clock. And I'm literally, I've still got my CPAP mask on. So I sound like, <laughs> I sound like, you know, middle-aged, just getting out of his 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 bath before he's got the helmet on Darth Vader. Um, and he's like, and I'm like, I can't talk right now. And he keeps asking, so, well, that's great. I mean, I can call you back. But before I do that, I got to get a, can I just get a couple pieces of information from you? I'm like... What part of I can't talk right now don't you understand? Like, I don't say this, but I'm thinking this. And I just kept trying to be polite and get off the phone. And I was like, finally, it's like, I got to go. And so I'm I'm thinking it's okay. Like, whatever. That's I get five to ten phone calls an hour for the next six hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, like, part of my problem is everybody's work from home. So... And of course, they always have these all these different numbers now. And I did actually talk to my actual bank about a home equity line of credit, but I also wanted to kind of shop the rates, yeah, see what was good, and see what's you know serves you. I mean, now you know. Don't ever do that, <laughs> right? But then, so I'm like, what do I? Like, I have to answer all these calls because my actual bank might be calling me. I don't know what number they're calling me from. And then also, you know, we're all working from home. So it could be any one of my coworkers or some third party vendor, whatever. So I literally at the end, I was like, no, not to take me off the calling list. And then so I go back into lending tree and I like change the phone number on my account to like 1-800-888-8888. Yeah. <laughs> so that they would not call me anymore. And then, you know, took took me off the do not call list. And now that poor guy is getting hammered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What I should have done was put the number for lending tree as my number. Oh, that would have been a good oh, idea. Oh, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> so um, inception level. Yeah, there was just an endless feedback loop. <laughs> anyway, um, so we, so this all started because I had looked at getting 
some remodeling done and so and part of it is I need new windows and I discovered this on Sunday as I was pricing new windows on Saturday and we will get to that but Sunday I go to lift up my window and the wood starts splitting from one window sash from mm. water and moisture over the years sticking to another window sash and probably hadn't been opened in years and the wood starts splitting my wife's like no 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 so I'm like crap so fast forward 24 hours earlier when it wasn't raining and it was nice out I had a salesman come to my house and this salesman had been there the day before because I had called this company and this company specializes in cabinets uh window remodeling and or um cabinet refacing bathrooms and windows and so I'm like okay, okay I can contact this company because I want to do all these different things I'm not sure what they're going to cost I'm not sure what any of this is, but I have heard the cabinet refacing is a lot cheaper than getting new cabinets. So maybe I'll talk to them about that. Well, the yeah. guy comes Friday and talks to me about my windows. Well, he decides that since somebody else was going to come talk to me about my bathrooms and cabinets the next day, he's going to come back on Saturday. So he comes oh, wow. back on Saturday and we start talking and I go through everything and then, you know, we do the whole thing and then I finally like get the price and he goes, well, you know, because if you buy today, you know, something about my ability to sell allows us to offer a discount today oh, sure. yeah, you know, right. to buy today price. And so yep. it was 25% cheaper, but <laughs> he literally wanted to charge me, um, the, almost $2,000 a window. Um, and then it wow. was $1,500 a window was the discounted price. And I'm sitting there like, I Her got, window. yeah, I got a window quote, you know, three years earlier and went through the same thing, but it was actually a fair quote. This quote was twice what that was. And oh, I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm like, He's like, so what do I got to do to earn your business today? Well, <laughs> not gouge me. <laughs> well, and then it's like, and we have no interest financing. That's better than getting a home equity line. I'm like, yeah, not if you're charging. I would much yeah, rather pay interest than yeah, yeah, 0% interest on a ripoff is still a ripoff. <laughs> right. So, and then Oof. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to buy today. I shop everything. This is just the start of the journey. You know, if you want my business, you're going to wait for me to, you know, look at it. And already I'm thinking there's no way I'm calling this guy back. Well, right. then his entire attitude changes. And he's just oh yeah, he gets to be he's super pissed about the whole thing. And I'm like, he's like, he says something about the fact that like, well, it's only my dang livelihood. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, well, don't offer me the 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 gouge price and yeah. also upsell me on all this cabinet stuff that I want. And yeah. that price was crazy. And, Oh, I don't think your company actually refaces cabinets. I think they just say they do so they can get in your house and sell you new cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a whole thing. So I was super pissed about the whole thing. And that was like between Friday and Saturday, three hours out of my life. So oh my I gosh. did. So I did all this research last night 
and um, I gotta recommend this website. This is my pitch. I think it's called the Window Dog. The Window Dog. All right. And it's how to buy windows. Um, yeah, the source for behind the scenes information on the best replacement windows. So it's the Window Dog dot com and. The guy sells windows, but he only does it regionally, and he recommends all these other places around the country. So I'm definitely going to check out the place he recommended. Um, And he's telling, you know, everybody, his whole thing is, if they're giving you that price today, that price will still be good in three weeks. There is no such thing as a price that's only good today. (laughs) Right. That's just a gimmick to get you to buy today. Um, you know, and there's no such thing as a neighborhood discount. There's no such thing as if you order all these windows at once, uh, it's cheaper for us to make them because literally these factories are producing tens of thousands of windows a day. Um, it was just really good. So check out the window dog.com if you're in the business for new windows and the window dog and, you know, and and I realize these stay safe out there first world problems so (laughs) anything to pitch tom oh boy i have so much to pitch i like over the last month i've been thinking i need to pitch i need to pitch i need to pitch that okay i do want to pitch uh some video games um the company is called freebird games okay and they've made a couple one is called to the moon one is called okay yep a a bird story yeah i've heard of Uh, to the moon yeah, uh, one one's called Finding Paradise. I think they're making a cartoon or something or a uh, movie out of To the Moon. They may be. I think you're right, actually. So they're outstanding, um, very very moving. They're they're video games, but they're they're more almost like art forms. Okay. Um, I, I highly recommend it. And yeah, my, yeah they're, they're <laughs> so stu- I have this funny thing. My daughter, my oldest, my 16 year old, does not play video games. What she does is watch YouTube summations of video games. Wow. <laughs> so she's been doing this one that she's obsessed with called Detroit Become Human. About oh, it. yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if you played that one, but no, it I cracks haven't. me up. Like, she won't play the video game, but she loves the video game. Like, yeah. she would rather just read this, you know, have yeah. a synopsis of the story. Huh. Anyway. Interesting. So what's Might another like- video game company? Like Mass Effect, another company? Um, oh, I thought you had more to pitch. I thought it was well, yeah, not necessarily a video game company. Oh, okay, got it. Um, let's see, what else? Well, the IT crowd is on Netflix right now, so everyone <laughs> should definitely check that out. Um, let's see, what else do I want to pitch? I've been watching almost no TV. <laughs> I haven't been watching much. Oh, oh well, I forgot to tell you about my hobby, my COVID hobby. Oh, there you go. Okay, here we go. So I've been restoring like old tools, and I recently finished up an old bench vise that was made in Cleveland, and it says so on it. Um, it was just a rusty, you know, thing, and now it looks really good, and I'm I'm pretty proud of it. You so polish, polish it up. It. Yeah, I polished it, painted it. Nice. Um. You know, my daughter and I have been watching this YouTube channel called Odd Tinkering, um, which is really fun. And this guy just like refurbishes old stuff. So, oh, that's cool. I've, def- I've definitely been getting into that. Awesome. Um, so those will be my two for now. 
yeah, well, we, we don't have sports to watch. It, it's funny because I feel like I don't watch any TV, but every TV we do watch is either a cooking show or a home improvement show. <laughs> like, we watch so much Love It or Listed or, um, or Guys Grocery Games, all that stuff. It's like. So we watch, my wife and I watch, she watches Great British Baking Show. I, see, I don't do the baking shows as much, but that one is good. Together we watch The Office or The Middle. Have you ever seen The Middle? I I have. Um, it's really good. And then uh, we, you know, we'll also watch. Um, actually, that's it. Actually, The Office, <laughs> so The Middle, is, and The Great British Baking Show. Yeah, we watched. Uh, we've watched The Office so much that we. I I'm just like literally my daughter. Dude, are you are you excited for Space Force? The show or the force? No, the the show coming out with Steve Carell. Oh no, I haven't seen a preview for it. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen a preview. Did you get to watch the Some Good News with all the folks from the Office doing the I wedding have not, dance? I have oh, not. Oh, it's that. so good. Yeah, my my daughter, my ten year old, who's an enormous Office fan, and listens to all the Office ladies podcast. Yeah. And, all the um has literally will watch this every episode back to back and then start over at the again like it'll take her three weeks then she'll start over at the beginning again so but so i was trying to think about this is is greg daniels so successful because he creates shows that like the average person enjoys is it that simple like is, is it just is i is that who created the office yeah what else did he create king of the hill that's a great show um parks and rec I could never get into Parks and Rec. Oh, Parks and Rec's great. I, I've heard that's because the first season is slow, but we've tried it, to watch other stuff. So. But that's a great show and so a great cast. Our show that we've been binging is Community, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Community's great. Community, yeah. And Community is on Netflix right now. Yeah, Community it is, is yeah. awesome. What, what, what's in the, those the three or is there more? Uh, I'm sure there's more. Those are the ones that come to mind for me. I don't know if he oh, did. The, the other one I've been not. binging is uh, The Good Place. Is oh, really I good. I think you'd really like it. Um, I I think it will annoy you a bit at the beginning. Um, but actually, if you stick with it, especially into the second season, it gets really good. Um, I love how you know me so much. You're like, yeah, it's gonna annoy you. I know you, but <laughs> <laughs> stick with it. Like, trust me. <laughs> so your um your devout Catholic faith will be annoyed <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the beginning of it because it is a little um, it's all about the afterlife. So, um, it, it takes a little bit of a suspension of disbelief and a, a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as a hypothetical. So, uh, but it, it's, I actually think it's really good and it's really well done. And the characters have really good, uh, growth and it's got an element of sci-fi and an element of fantasy and moral, um, what, what is it? Uh, moral philosophy. It's, it's really good. I, I enjoy it a lot. I'm about two thirds of the way through it. I'm, I'm just getting to the third season. So over the weekend, I watched a couple episodes of, um, you know, Jerry Seinfeld's comedians getting coffee or whatever. <laughs> oh, comedians getting coffee. I thought you watched his new stand up special and he was No. He was getting dragged that. for uh his joke about smartphones like uh you know, what why don't we make smarter people or something like that? And it was like a joke that he stole from a frickin' bazooka Joe. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. <laughs> and so people were dragging him on Twitter for that. So anyway, uh, oh. but uh, yeah, I've heard that's a good show. I haven't seen it, but yeah, it it's, it's okay. I watched the one with Chris Rock. It was pretty funny, actually. Chris Rock is very much anti-participation trophy, which <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated that. He was talking about how, like, his daughter, he basically was like, yeah, my daughter plays basketball. She's not very good. <laughs> and then he was talking about how it bothers him how so many people today are obsessed with fairness. And that he said, he started it by saying, I got asked to be a part of some, like, anti-bullying thing. And I was like, hell no. I was like, the world needs more bullying. <laughs> it's like, who's going to come up with a cure for AIDS? Some kid that was bullied. You know? <laughs> like, God. Uh, yeah. That was pretty funny. So then yeah, he was I talking about how like my kid out in daughter, the driveway to practice daughter basketball. He's like, if his daughter doesn't get in a game, his wife's all upset about playing time. And he's like, you know, there is a way to get into the game. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, he was kind of, and he was saying like when he started, um, you know, he was like doing stand up, and he wasn't even getting paid. And then he was waiting tables, and he said, you know, but I worked at it, and. You know, it's you just got to work really hard. So, yeah, we, yeah, I'm going through that now with the the ten year old. Sorry, I kept interrupting you. Uh, just, That's okay. I can't get her to go practice basketball. <laughs> so, but she'll yeah. sit and play video games for four hours. So it's like, it's so nice out. Go outside. So anyway, well, any parting shots, Tom? No, I'm gonna go back to listening to Philip Glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my day too. So yeah, now, now I've got to get up early and do a reference architecture. Uh, well, I'll let you get you know, Good luck with that. Um, so we don't know when we'll be back. Um, I, I do feel like we need to start putting out more content, uh, maybe some draft stuff. Um, I know people have been talking about writing, but I haven't had any motivation to write. So I, I, my plan on last weekend was to write about not writing, and that, that didn't happen. <laughs> So man, that's almost as good as uh, what was the other Inception thing you were bringing up earlier? Oh, uh, for <laughs> changing my number to the number for lending. Yes, yes. Oh uh, man, yeah. So yeah, I wish I'd have done that. Anyway, um, so hopefully more content coming, and we thank you for your patience and your readership, and stay safe out there, everybody. And uh, you know, hopefully the worst is behind us. And as always. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.